not it, like the NFL where you're keeping up with every team. You know what's going on in and out yeah, pretty much. I guess if, they, I don't have, if I don't every know. team played 162 games, you might not. Yeah. You know, it's it's a grind. Like, yeah. I, I follow the Mets a little bit. I don't watch every single Mets game. I mean, I can't. I don't have that. just don't have that kind of stamina, for one. <laughs> but I don't have that kind of time. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't. Uh, anyway, but I, you know, was disappointed. They lost to the Cubs yesterday, 3-2. But the, the point is, like, it's it's a um, it's just it's that time in the summer where you're like, man, like what? Like, I, I, SEC media days start today. They're going to milk the thing for a whole week. I get that, but like, really, what is the NBA doing? Like, if they had the month of July, you don't think they would just own the calendar right now? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. if the finals were happening right now, yeah. Don't you? Yeah. I, you, then you push free agency back. You push summer league back to yeah. August. Whoop de do. Okay, like are they worried about? I don't know the Olympics or every four years, some of their <laughs> players can't pl- or wouldn't. I mean, no, they should. I don't think so. I don't think they should care about it. No. But when COVID hit and they moved it back, and they were like, "All right, we can't do eighty-two games. We can do seventy-two. We're going to have more compressed schedule." But the finals are going to be a little later this year, and everyone can look at that and be like, oh, well, the ratings were the – it was Milwaukee-Phoenix, and it was in a year where the ratings in sports were down across the board. Yeah. Um, and it's not like they were, like, bad. I, I think to use that as an example, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, all right, MLB is going to try to take the calendar this week with their all-star game, and it'll it'll draw some interest. But if it was the home run derby or an NBA finals game, I mean, what's what's going to draw the higher number here? Like, yeah. what are you going to be talking about the next day? NBA. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't I, you know. I can, always, I can always watch the Home Run Derby highlights on Twitter later. Yeah, yeah. How, how much, yeah, how much, like, are, are we going to spend, like, an hour on a Home Run Derby? Yeah. Nah. Not unless something insane, like, yeah, insane, I mean, insane happens, but if it's the normal thing, it's like... Albert was, Pujols blasts they, a wall yeah, through, if, through the through the they, wall in uh, center field. He shows his original birth certificate, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, he is 40. <laughs> Albert Pujols walks into the TARDIS before, like, instead of an on-deck circle, there's a TARDIS there. He walks out of it, and he's all of a sudden 22 years old again. Oh, you know who man. I blame for this? We talked about it. You know, I, I blame the World Cup. We could be having oh. could be having some oh, FIFA action yeah. right now. It, it's oh. it, 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 yeah. FIFA's just crooked. Bad. Yeah, let's go, let's <laughs> go to this country where they're going to have thousands of deaths and slave labor to build stadiums they don't have to host an event that we can't even host when we normally host it because it's too hot. So we're going to put it here, which I imagine in Qatar, Qatar, whatever you guys want to call it, either one, same thing, Q-A-T-A-R. They don't care. They're not following they American not sports, but it's like, come on, we're going we're gonna to have the World Cup whenever... It's just going to be like an overload when it's happening. It's yeah. overload. But yes, to your point, I mean, that's men's World Cup and then women's World Cup in a different year. But every four years, I mean, I I would be, if the U.S. men were playing this week, Blaze, it would be on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be yeah, on. Yeah. It, would, so it, would have, hey, look, it would have all of my focus yes. now, as far as the certainly. job goes. But now we can get excited. Uh, there's an article about this up on the ESPN Lafayette uh, website and the app. The New Orleans is getting a soccer team, professional soccer team. You know, I, I, that, that was announced last week. Now, that, that with respect, does, that does not generate the yeah. buzz. The the same it buzz doesn't the generate the buzz of the World Cup, but it would be more of a, of a like a specific interest to us. Don't you think? I, not for Local. Me. Not for me. Not for me I would watch it. Maybe, maybe, maybe we get a little more passionate it. soccer fans around I, here. I, yeah. I, would be, I would love to be passionate in the soccer. When they more. announced that, there were people excited. I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. Ah. 
Come on, man. The World Cup is really the only major soccer it's sporting event that gets my attention. That's fair. I can't. I, it's hard for me. Hey, look, I have a nephew that plays select. I mean, he plays all over the country, and I enjoy the World Cup, but it's hard for me to get into, like, I, I have some friends that are hardcore in the Premier League and that kind of mm. stuff. But I, I don't know anyone that's like all in on MLS or what is whatever New Orleans has the U what the it's going to be the USL United Soccer League. They're basically like a minor league to the right. MLS's major league. So a minor league to a minor league is not going to excite me. Well, the MLS is a major league. It's just the American major league. I of mean, it, it, by by definition for soccer, yes, but it's not the best in the world. It's no, a, no, of no, no, that, not. that's no. in Europe. <laughs> it's like no, yeah, by far. I mean, it's it's not like that would be like someone having a minor league team in Turkey and then being like, well, it's for our 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 bigger team, professional and our bigger league. Turkish. It's well, it's pros. It's not minors. Yeah, yeah but it's not the NBA. It's Fair like enough. it's like, like the if CFL you're the best in the, in the world, you're not. You know, I mean, got, yeah. The, the 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 most notable names in the uh, MLS are like guys that are past their prime and yeah, go there, that's and, and I don't know. Like I look at it as a minor league to a minor league, so that does nothing for me. Now, yeah. if it was an MLS game, I would probably like want to go to a few to yeah. like experience it in person, but unless. We started getting like tons of emails and calls and all this interest and all these clicks on stories where people were following it day to day. I don't think I would be. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, hmm. yeah. you're excited about it. I'm excited about it. I, I like soccer. I do. I mean, and I, 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 going to a soccer game is on my bucket list. Now, is a USL game going to be the same as a Premier League game? Probably not. But and every time anyone says USL, I'm just going to think about the Rage of Cajuns. Yeah, like yeah, I can't yeah. help it. I know I did because for thing. so much of my life, the you know first half of my life anyway was, was USL. Yeah, it was you know they changed the name. I guess when I was in high school, and it was like, why? What are they doing? <laughs> I went to a Man U game well. at a really. You went at, to a Man U game at a, in Arizona. They had came That's in for insane. like it was like some like I don't know what it was. I guess it was like some random just like tour like an wow. exhibition. Like, I, yeah, I, they played. They played somebody. They weren't even like in the Euro League. Like it was somebody like from Arizona, a team from like Arizona. I guess it was just like an exhibition match or whatever. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't know. Their like stars had like played, but it was yeah. still fun. So th- that reminds me of like when I was young, the Bulls were like in the nineties. When Chicago Bulls were a big deal, right? MJ, all this stuff. So they would they would every now and then have exhibitions in the preseason, and they came to the Superdome at the time. What? This was pre New Orleans Arena, and a friend of mine was loved Michael Jordan, you know, as so many kids did, and his his mom and sister took me and him. He's like, come to the game, you know. We went, and the Bulls just like they didn't like MJ wasn't even there. Yeah, like Pippen didn't play, and I don't remember what team they were playing. Um, gosh. The Nets. I don't. I don't remember. But they were just like B.J. Armstrong was probably and and Tony Kukoc were the biggest names. But Kukoc, this was like he had just gotten to the team. Mm, yeah. Maybe this was when Jordan was like kind of re, you know retired Semi-retired. slash maybe reti- maybe suspended. Um, but it was just everyone was hoping like this person's gonna be there, that person's gonna be there. It's like you don't have MJ, you don't have Pippen. This Kukoc guy looks pretty good, but like no one knew who he was at the time. Right. Right. And it was kind of like, okay, there's an NBA game. I'm seeing it from far away, but it's just like a preseason NBA game. Yeah. But, you know, it's a different time. In the 90s, you didn't have access. You just saw the NBA when it was on NBC mm-hmm. or TNT. The Bulls were a big thing, but that's what that sounds like. It's like, let's get, uh, like, 
you know, Premier League, yeah. incredible team. People know the name, and we're going to let the backups run around on a field in Arizona for like an afternoon. <laughs> hey, it was it was a it was a, a fun experience. I wasn't Arizona, a really big soccer guy until that moment. A lot of the guys uh, went with; they were huge, huge soccer guys. Yeah. So they- Let's watch the language there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Blaine's gotten so comfortable, he's just letting a few fly there. That's right, we got the dumb button there. <laughs> I didn't realize Blaze had such an a foul mouth. Uh, NSFW. Hey, man. Mouth there. You Wait, just- <laughs> at, at some point, at some point, you're sitting around with the guys talking sports, all of a sudden you just feel like you're sitting at home drinking a couple beers, watching ESPN. I and guess so, yeah. Things just start happening. I get on podcasts with those my friends, and I just like, just like let let a bunch fly. And oh, people, yeah. Some people are like, I, I didn't like that. And others are like, man, I didn't know. I'm like, I don't know that I do. I just. I, I just know that know, I, I don't just, hear. I just know that I'm free to say yeah. whatever I want, so I almost like use it Yep. <clears throat> to my advantage. Um, anyway, that's Blaze Bro and Nick Sheremy. I'm Scott Prather. It's the great Scott Show coming at you. On a Monday, phone lines are open at 337-269-1077. The Open Championship, Rory couldn't get it done. The guy who has the toughest job at the Open Championship is not a golfer. Okay. Y'all know who it is? I'm going to tell you next. I'm talking talking extreme pressure. Like I, I think I, I know an answer. I don't know if it's the answer you're looking oh, for. Oh man! And then I we got to talk it's about probably Cameron, not the answer. Cameron Smith's mullet and mustache and look. MLB draft got underway. Uh, it might make you feel really old. Yeah. Um, as we said, SEC media days getting started, and Major League Baseball. I mean, yeah, they got the home run derby, and then they got the All Star game tomorrow. But they had I don't know who in their marketing department thought that what they did Saturday night during a Red Sox-Yankees broadcast would be a good idea. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Fun stuff Goodness. to watch, though. All <sighs> right. Don't go anywhere. The Great Scott Show on a Monday. Blaze and Nick hanging out this morning. Coming back right after this. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is the NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Into the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. The Open Championship ended yesterday, earlier in the day, since it was over in Scotland. But I, you know, guys, I don't watch the PGA Tour, but I watch the majors. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, um, especially on the last day when it's close. Said I wanted a big name involved at the end. I wanted drama. 
and uh, the Open had it. And every, I said this on, on, on Thursday and Friday, I'm like, every sports writer and the PGA Tour, and I would say even the Open Championship won't come out and say it. They all want Rory to win it. They want Rory to win it. He's been the biggest vocal critic of the 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 live tour guys. Um, he hasn't won a major in eight years, but he's only thirty three, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, it was at St Andrews, like all of this stuff, and then he had what a four stroke lead going into Sunday. I mean they 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 had all their stories written up when Tiger couldn't even make the cut. And he's walking off Friday, and everyone's crying. You know, Rory like gave a tip of the cap to him, and then Tiger did it back. I mean, they they were sitting there. All the golf riders were sitting there. They were aroused at like, <laughs> I just want to hit publish. I got this whole thing. They're like, this is going to be this the is best. art. And there's McElroy cannot hit a putt to save his life. Couldn't do it. I think the back nine. He had 18 shots, and incredibly, I mean, eight maybe putt. It, like it was, it, he had six more than not 18. He had more than that, but he had six more shots than than Cameron Smith, mm-hmm. um, who on the back nine was just, I mean, it was it was incredible. Yeah. But McIlroy was 55th in the number of putts this week, and Smith was second. That's like. You know, in football, you've got an incredible team with all this talent, but they just keep turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. And you're like, at some point, it's going to get you. Yeah. And it got Rory on the last day at the end. He loses by two strokes. And then you have Cameron Smith, the Aussie with a mullet, a, not, not, a, not a well-groomed one either, and a mustache asking how many beers he can fit in the Claret jug. And so on one hand, it's like, all right, it's, it's, I can't not like this guy. Yeah, this is yeah. pretty this cool. Is, yeah. But on the other, like, I did feel for Rory, man. I was like, I felt for Rory. This, this is just heartbreak. Dude. But in my mind, this was, was this was like new golf versus old golf, right? Like Rory McIlroy represents, even if this, even if maybe he doesn't want to, he represents like that old guard of people who you should, who think you should show up to a golf game very like straightforward and not drink and clap very quietly. And Cam Smith represents those like twenty something frat dudes that just like to go golfing and just hit absolute dingers off the drive off a driver and send them as far as they can and they have more natties in them by the third hole than most of the old heads would have in them in a month. I mean know? yeah, yeah. So I, I, I like it because it's the new beating the old, but that's because I like that kind of stuff. But how many Cameron Smiths do you think there are gonna be? Like three. Like guys that are like that, <laughs> like that not, out there in, not in the sport of golf. You know, I mean, like John Daly back in the day. Like I'll do whatever I want. Yeah, I have a mullet. I don't care. I yeah, but I'm yeah. You know, I'm also Daly's a John Daly fan. Though. Still famous just because yeah. he's John yeah. Daly, even though you know he's not. Completely. He's famous for being John Daly. Right, right. He has. He's not famous for how good his golf is um, anymore. No, not um, you know, I, McElroy just a four-stroke lead is gonna hold off a lot of competition but when someone drops five birdies in a row yeah it's like it was the perfect storm of here you go let's see he he tends roy plays great golf whenever there's nothing on the line yes when there's a lot on the line he strut he has where he kind of has his shoulders back it begins to his whole body language change he doesn't have a clutch gene 
he he doesn't. I mean, not to say that he's not one of the best golfers no, in the world. Absolutely, one of the best golfers in the world. That was just that that I hurt for for Rory, and then on the other hand, I'm like, this guy's this this. I mean, this is like Theo Vaughn if he was from Australia, not Louisiana, playing <laughs> golf. I you would know? kill to see Theo Vaughn in the majors. I would, I would, I would, I would kill. I mean, Cameron Smith was like the Aussie version of it in some ways. Um you know, he just, he, he he was good. It wasn't like Rory did a ton of bad things, but he didn't do a ton of great things. Mm-hmm. And a lot a lot of Sundays at a major with four-stroke lead, it would be good enough. And yesterday, you know, so I guess my point is you can look at it and say Rory collapsed, but it wasn't like it was an epic meltdown. He he wasn't clutch enough. It was. It was that's a, for sure. It was a decline. But yeah, yeah you're right. Back you're back. right. It was like this. That's that's a good way to put it, Nick. It was almost like a slow decline, not just a fall off a cliff. Mm. But Cameron Smith just jumped over the mountain yesterday. Yeah, and, he started uh, jogging too early. He didn't keep up the sprint long enough. That Claire. Jo- All right. So who has the most difficult job at the Open? I, I, I was. My, I went. I think a lot of people kind of have this first thought. If it's not the golfer, I would say the caddy, just because. You know, a lot of times you're asked your opinion on, on what club for certain holes and, and what, See, I was, what you think. So I was going caddy, but I know okay. that's not the answer. Yeah, I, you I probably feel like you like very specific. You, yeah, you probably have like an off-the-wall answer. <laughs> it has here. something it's to do, real. I think it has something to do with the Claret Jug. Someone someone who has something to do with the that's Claret Jug. That's right. No, Nick's, Nick's, Nick's got it. It's like, it's like the uh, Stanley Cup? Yes, but the Stanley Cup, you have time to do it. You do it later. The, the Whoever, I don't. what do you call the guy that would chisel? Or, 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 oh, wow. Uh, um, the guy that has to chisel the name in it. The oh, chiseler. Oh, man. I'm just going to call him the chiseler. I know what the chiseler is. <laughs> like sounds dirty. It's not. The chiseler. A stone. A st- uh, would it be a mason? He has to. Stone? I don't know. A blacksmith. You know? No, I mean, <laughs> I if mean, it's metal, it is a blacksmith. It's the chiseler that has to sit there and in five minutes carve that name in there. And it's going to be there forever. And, I mean, you can't. It's, it's, come on. You can't have a mistake. No. You've got to oh, no. have the most pinpoint accuracy in a very short amount of time. Like you talk about pressure. I mean, gotta, I'm sure Rory felt the second to most pressure yesterday at the Open. Yeah. Because that, I'm sure that guy's done it, whoever he is. That dude was already assembling the letters that he needed to put. And he I, just, I, I, I imagine it's like a stamp. That they have like a, a stand. I, that you I just imagine. Tap into I just the imagine. But I mean, what if you screw that up? I mean, it's oh, one. Man, yeah, it's one. Apparently, it's one guy in like some like little shed off on the course. Which, <laughs> by the way, that course is the old, the birthplace of golf. It's so confusing to it's me. So like confusing. watching it. And part of this is that I don't know a ton of. You know, I, I'm not like an avid golfer. But I see a guy like drive one, and it's near the hole, and I'm like, what a shot! And then the announcers are like, oh. That, uh, oof, this is yeah. bad news here. <laughs> He's got like 18 divots. I'm like, what, where? Like, yeah. I don't see anything. Or other times I'm like, wait, there's a flag right there. Oh, wait, that's another hole? So you're at a major and you're, yeah. you're playing on the same green as, a, you know. And, and other times, like, I would be like, that's an awful shot. And they're like, beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, I'm just going to. Just pretend. I'm just gonna yeah. lie to myself. Golf like, announcers are on completely. I'm different I'm just gonna stuff, lie though. to myself and act like I know what's happening. They're on completely here. different stuff. They did like a wide, like I guess like a drone shot of it, like on Thursday when the first day uh, they started playing, and like what a weird. It layout. was a weird layout. Like I was like, this looks so confusing to navigate through. It's like let's make this as difficult as possible. Let's make it kind of like 
gray and brown. Let's <laughs> celebrate it as like the birthplace. You know, they're like, I mean, obviously, you ask a lot of people, they'll say like Augusta, and that's it's a very American thing to say. And, and the Masters is there every year. Yeah. Augusta, um, Augusta's but like, of course, though. Saint, uh, avid golfers will tell you, no, I mean, like, I think. The 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 the, go, the hardcore golf fan would look at like St Andrews the way like a film buff would be like Citizen Kane is my is my favorite movie yeah it's the greatest of all time it's like I went to school for it's, film that's it's that's a, exactly sure, what that would be sure. yeah and it's it's uh, it's it's unprecedented it changed everything for film it is from an artistic standpoint and what Orson Welles was able to do probably the most accomplished film ever but like. It's the best movie ever. No, like, I mean, is Rosebud getting you, you know, <laughs> Rosebud. this, this, this joy? And, and as you know, I, I did film study in college as well, Nick. Like, I'm not saying I don't appreciate it, but you like, appreciate I just it. feel like when I hear like someone be like, oh no, St. Andrews, like that's St. Andrews. I'm yeah. like, you know, Orson Welles was great. And Citizen Kane, you know, helped, helped oh. turn film into what it would become. But, and I got to imagine, how much of that is because they actually appreciate St. Andrews or because they're told to appreciate St. Andrews? It, it's probably like, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably the way some, like, like, like someone's just like, oh, St. Andrews is the best. And it's like, and you feel like as an avid golfer, you should know that St. Andrews is the best. So you just go along with well, it. Like, guess, oh, yeah, St. Andrews you know, is the please, best. I guess it just, you're the only person that would know that is the person saying it. Like, right. is there is there a line where they know the sport so well that it really does become... They appreciated that much, yeah. and now it's this thing that they believe what they're saying, or are they just kind of fitting in with the crowd? Because I'm sure there are people who do think Citizen Kane is the best movie like ever, and there are others that think, look, it's the most accomplished. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Or it might be considered the the best, but it's not my favorite. Like, yeah, there's know, a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you, like I could say, like, you know, uh, my favorite comedy is role models or wet hot american summer whatever but like other people would be like well that, that's not critically the the best comedy ever i don't know yeah, what it would be but it's like yeah but that's my favorite yeah, yeah. like it, well, you know i don't need to sit here and like pretend like oh well this abbott and costello skit from you know 19 <laughs> who's on first what's yeah. the second i don't know third base yeah that one being in the speech team in high school i heard that one way too many times like oh here we go you are doing this bit again anyway sorry uh. No, I mean, it's, it, it reminds me of, like, to me, it, it brings to mind, like, NFL stadiums. Uh, Lambeau. Everyone tells you that Lambeau, sh- like, is the most historic field. And, yeah, maybe it is. But up until, like, a couple of years ago, Lambeau still had bench seats, like a high school yeah. like a high school football it's stadium. It's like the history. You know, it's like it's Wrigley. about the history. It has nothing like, to do with the niceness. Yeah, we'll go to Wrigley, and they're like, it's kind of a dump. It yeah. is. But it's Wrigley, dude. But it's Wrigley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem that, like... Fenway and Wrigley have. They can never really they can update a few things, but if they do too if much, they do, they'll it, be an outrage. Yeah. So it's this there's a pageantry about it, and they're never gonna change it because it helps them make money. And then there's also a side of it that's like, I don't know, maybe you should update this too. Like I was surprised I guess because it's the Yankees, it shouldn't have been a surprise. Yankee but the fact Stadium. that they left Yankee Stadium yeah. and they had their outfield and all this historic stuff I there, do. that was I was kind of like, man, this is yeah. But you, you know, if you've been paying attention to baseball, you know the new Yankee Stadium has its own problems in the outfield. That super short porch in in, uh, in right. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's like a <laughs> yeah, three hundred, yeah. what like a maybe three hundred yards. Like you could, I could hit a home run 
in right field, the Yankee of the New Yankee Stadium. Let's not let's get carried away here. No. Yeah. <laughs> Blaze could. Oh yeah, you're right. You're you right, and right, I right, could. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Us, us frumpy video game guys could never. But I'd have to make contact for big boy Blaze. Play baseball. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. if I'm pitching it to you, you're making contact, buddy. I can't. I, I cannot throw the heater. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. That's Blaze Bro, Nick Sheremy. Uh, phone lines are open, 337-269-1077. You can hit us up on social media at ESPN Lafayette or email me, scott at ESPNLafayette.com. The uh, two-time defending home run derby champ, Pete Alonzo of the Mets, will um, enter tonight as the favorite if you bet on those kinds of things. Uh, and, you know, three straight. He's already hit the most all-time home runs in the competition. with 131? Wow. Having said that, what do you think about something immediately? A, a noise comes to my mind when I hear, oh, home run derbies tonight. But I'll let y'all go for it. When you just hear home run derby, MLB home run derby, what do you think about it? I mean, I don't get really excited about it. I mean, it's a cool, either, it's right. a cool event. I, I used to get more excited about the dunk contest, but even that kind of wore off over time. Okay. It's like you see the same things every time. Somebody's just jacking the ball over yeah. the fence. Yes, about the noise is the crack of the bat, but it's not like a. It's a crack of a bat, but it's in a completely controlled environment where they give you the softest pitch possible, right? Designed for you to hit it into the next county. So, right, right. What it's are you going to do? Yeah, I, I, for me, it's just. It's just he sounds like a duck. I don't, and Chris Perman doesn't call it anymore. But that's like if I hear home run derby in my mind, it's a home run derby. It's not. Yeah, but Chris Berman can make watching many, paint dry exciting. That I, dude was I, my favorite I, man. I, I would rather him not. Back, 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 back. <laughs> He, I mean, his primetime stuff back in the day oh, was, man. is this is the fastest, stuff of legend. Fastest three minutes is like legendary. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was really, it was primetime is where he, he. I mean, you just that was the only place you could get all the NFL highlights back in the when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I know I'm a bit older than you guys, but it was him and Tom Jackson for an hour, and I was like, he's telling a story about a game that happened. It's not highlights. And then he had his nicknames and the whoop and all that other <laughs> stuff. But that's when I liked him. And then at some point in the late 90s, he really became kind of a caricature. And then he it was just like, swami. here's my top five. But like four of the five would be old videos of him like at the catch or, you know, it, it just became like a Berman top five. And I'm like, I like when you tell the stories of the games, like not yourself, I guess. Um, so I... I, I got Berman was like my favorite as a kid, and then I got burnt out on him, and then I started to appreciate him again as I was older. But the home run derby thing, I mean, I there's I, I think I gotta find it. There's some clips of just back, 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 gone. It's 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 too much. Dude, the too the, much. the whoop thing, the whoop thing that he did, what? straight yeah. up, straight up. When I was a kid playing like backyard football, or whatever, at like at school, anytime me or anyone else made a cut, it was whoop. Whoop. The the worst was when it would it would be on me and I would still do it just out of force of habit. Yeah. So I'd be getting my ankles broken, falling whoop. to the ground and saying, Whoop. Not a great look for me. Straight up. Whoop. Ow. Ooh. <laughs> my knee. That was me. I did it. Ah, to dang me. it, man. Hey, you gotta you gotta let <laughs> <laughs> I don't even do when a fullback where somebody would run over someone. 
rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Eddie could go all the way. All that. That's all oh, old. Man. That's, that's all just great old primetime stuff. And then fantastic. He just anyway. But yes, Berman at the home run gym. derby. I mean, that's Berman from oh one God. home run derby nine years ago. That is hilarious. One home run derby? That's just one derby? That's just one derby. That's one derby. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's what I'm saying, guys. When I hear home run derby, all I hear is... <laughs> bark, 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 bark. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, over the years. Like a chicken coop, man. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, a chicken. I said a chicken. It, it sounds like a chicken. It always makes me think of... Uh, <laughs> I've started. I've started watching. Uh, I, I see them every once in a while on like Twitter and stuff. These videos that people make where they animate something with an announcer call from a sports game, but it's the, what they're animating is completely non unrelated. Uh, that would make me think of just Chris Berman just sitting there talking to some chickens, and the chickens are just back, 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 and then one of them runs away, and you just hear him gone, gone, gone. gone. I I when when he and um. Tom Jackson brought back primetime on ESPN Plus a few years ago. I was, mm. I like, I'm, I, I do watch it. Yeah. It's just, it's a good place to get highlights. It brings me back. And it, it's like the, it's the time that I like Chris Berman, where I'm like, this is the Berman yeah. I want. Give me, give me this. Don't give me number one on the list, the catch. I was there in the end zone. There I am. Here I am. Oh, here's an old video of me on the, pirate ship in Tampa in the radium. Just let me tell a football story, funny nicknames, lots of whops, that kind of stuff. Whoop! This Rumbling. is a this is a primetime episode Rumbling, from stumbling. 2020 with a lot of whoops. Everybody is a four-way Giants and the Washington football team. Kyle Allen Remember they went for two at the very end of the game uh, against the Giants. Riverboat Ron did. They didn't get it. Giants beat him. Meadowlands earlier this year. The San Antonio. Oh, Logan Ryan knocks the ball loose. Whoop, and then whoop, and then whoop, and then whoop, and then whoop. It's a little early. And then whoop, and whoop, and then whoop, and then whoop, and then whoop. It's a little early for the grease pig drill. Isn't it? <laughs> You gotta love him, man. You gotta <laughs> love him. It's the one and only, man. The one and only. Shout out. Because, you know, again, I, I know I keep going back to prime time, but no one back then, like you would, you know, you would get sports highlights on local TV or maybe even Sports Center if you watched ESPN back in the late 80s and early 90s. But everyone just sort of called the action or say it was a play here, play there. I mean, it, there were times if you didn't see. The, the ticker at the bottom, or if you tried to avoid the ticker at the bottom and you weren't sure who won or what, it was like, I'm about to get this full game in like 
four minutes. He's going to tell the story, and it's going to be funny and entertaining. I mean, no one really did that back then. He just started kind of doing it on his own, and it became bigger and bigger. And so I'll give him that, even though I, I you know, the, the bark, 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 bark thing kind of <laughs> kind of messes with me a little bit. Grates on you a little bit. I mean, come on, do y'all want to hear it all day? No. Do you want to? Do you want me to answer that question? If he's, I could probably listen. To if it he day. was calling it tonight, well, then you you would be then more interested in the home run. Derby. Yes, yes, because I'd want to see. I'd want to see if he does it again. Just because, of course, would do it again. <laughs> of course, he would. But he does <laughs> done it every time. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> it's just I'm trying to think of the like a, the equivalent of like. I'm, maybe you guys can help me out. It's one thing if he calls it during a game, like I said, but now he's doing it at an event that's just designed for home runs. Because you might go a whole game and there's not a single home run. Maybe there's two, and he's like, back, back, gone. So, you know, it's like what somebody else that has like a, um, you know, a one-liner or something that they like to go Dagger! to. But say. it was just, you know, I don't know, man. Like if, if, if UL <laughs> had a – if Jay Walker was calling, you know, a little red zone drill where all they're doing is throwing lobs into the end zone of guys that were unguarded mm-hmm. for like – an hour, and you touchdown, 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 Louisiana is over and over and over. It would be a bit redundant, you right, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I'm thinking of like of like the dagger call. The the who is that? Is that is that Gus Johnson or Kevin Harlan? That's dagger. Dagger. I I, I, I don't remember. I can't think of it. Gus Johnson between the eyes, and he's calling the three point dagger. Contest. Yeah, he's calling the three point three point contest. Bottom, bottom, bottom. Like no, you can't do it. You just said bottom, like. 30 times in 30 <laughs> seconds. Just It's a three-point contest. That's a good that's, one right that's there. The that's point. actually a good one. Because you can't really do it with a dunk contest because there's so much time between it. But that's it's, funny. A yeah. three-point contest, just a dagger, dagger, <laughs> dagger, bang. Yeah, what's his uh, bang? Yeah, imagine bang, bang, what a dunk. Bang. bang. <laughs> oh, Mike Breen. Oh, man. That bang definitely has some force to it, though. I saw a tweet oh, one time, man. and it was like, that bang hits a whole lot different when it's against your team. Oh, <laughs> just, that's true, dude. That is so true. Bang hits a Double whole lot bang. harder. ESPN Live, you had the best ticket in sports. So you had a MLB draft get underway. I know oh, uh, a couple of guys, one from LSU, another committed going the first round. I know Cajun fans are going to be paying attention the next uh, couple days in regards to Julian Brock and other names in, of note from around here. But the fact that Matt Holiday's son went first overall, I was just like, okay. And then Andrew Jones's son went yep. second overall. I'm like, golly, man, I I I, I am old. Like I remember J- what Jackson Holiday. I just remember when the Cardinals and Mets would play, and I'd get mad, and the Cardinals would win or something. And there's just like this little kid running around, and I'm like, that doesn't seem like that long ago, but holy cow, he was like three or four. But when you're 18 and you're that good, that's uh, Jackson Holiday and then Andrew Jones, uh, uh, Drew Jones rather, one and two. There's a lot of jokes out there about. Let me, you know, I have some gray hairs, but I think in this regard, these jokes are are fitting. Now, you're a young guy, please. I mean, do you remember Matt Holiday and Andrew Jones much? Not really, no. Especially since when I was younger, I wasn't as big into baseball as I am. I'm, I follow baseball a lot more now than I did when I was younger. Same here. Uh, man. 
I think I barely it, remember Andrew Jones. I seen it. I seen it last night. I seen like the uh, it was up on Twitter. All the the comparisons and they showed like how many sons were taken of like former MLB players. There was a couple last night, but the first two overall pick. It was really cool to see. And I mean, it's. I imagine that's got to be. That's the first time that ever happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, King Griffey Jr. was the previously the only, I think, number one overall whose dad had played and was good. But no, I mean, the fact that one in two. Yeah. I, I you know, second generation stars dominating the MLB draft when there's like multiple of them. And they're not just like, oh, this former guy's son was drafted in the 30th round. It's like, no, they're like the best ones. Um it's. I mean, I think it's good for baseball. You know, they love to draw in the past and nostalgia all the time. It's like, here you go, guys. Remember these guys? It wasn't that long ago, so you should remember them. Here are their uh, kids, and they're really good, and they're going one and two. I mean, that's some it's good gene pool those fellas got. I'll give them that. For uh, sure. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. So MLB All-Star Week, we mentioned it. You got the two days on the sports calendar where there's just not much happening. Um, the only two days on the sports calendar where you don't have any games in the four American sports. Uh, I say Amer- the four major sports in North America between MLB, NHL, NFL, and NBA. Everyone says Major League Baseball, they do the all-star game right. They do it right. Is there is there a right way or a wrong way to do an all-star game, guys? Um. Man, that's tough because, like, the, I used to say a while back, I would have said the Pro Bowl was, like, the way to do an all-star game. Just a regular really? example. That, 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 I'm saying a while back. This was before all the, like, they tried the the uh, famous players pick teams with, like, the, what was it, the Jerry Rice versus whoever. Yeah, it was, like, whoever. Five, six years ago or so. Yeah. yeah. So before that, and then ever since then, they've been trying different and different things with the Pro Bowl. Before that, I liked the Pro Bowl. It was like a not really competitive game. They just let the, the it was awful. They let the yeah. teams do whatever they want. It was awful. I yeah. I like that though because it's you're not out there trying to trying to but like now kill they don't each even, other. now they don't even tackle. It's, right, that yeah. really is just like that's, two. That's what I'm saying. Now. Like right yeah. now, it's not not good anymore. But I would have said before it was NBA All Star Game. Is that any good? I don't think it's any good. It's more really like, like the it. prestige. It's yeah. more yeah. like. Um, uh, a who's who, and then in the fourth quarter they start playing, and then they have the. I don't. I I don't mind it. I enjoy it. I like the NBA All Star Game. Um, I enjoy the NBA All Star Game, but I you know I wouldn't sit here and tell you it's like highly competitive and yeah good. no. You know, back in the day, All Star Games meant something to the players. Back, I mean, way back, you look at MLB, you know, pre like free agency, you know, NL, AL, there was interleague play. It was like. There was a pride aspect of it, and you know you would get used to guys being on a certain team, pretty much for their career and being in a certain league. And it was the only time they'd play each other. And Pete Rose is you know sliding spikes first into Ray Fossey, and everyone was like, "What are you doing? It's an exhibition." <laughs> He's like, "I'm trying to win." And uh, even when I was real young, you know, the Pro Bowl in Hawaii wasn't like it was a, a big watch thing. The NFL wasn't the huge entity that it is now but guys mm-hmm. were like they were hitting hard and yeah you know i i don't rem- i mean I, I i do remember all-star games when i was young watching them but i was just too mesmerized by the players rather than the game itself i don't know if 
I would guess it was probably a little more defense in the first three quarters back in the day. But at some point, the All-Star game is, as salaries went up for players, especially your star players, they're all making so much. And even if, you know, even in regards to inflation, you it's still just astronomically more than it was back when they played um, many, many years ago. So there's there's just too much risk. There's too much guys are are tired now. Some of them like don't complain publicly. They com- but some of them do. Like they were like, I really wouldn't mind if I don't get to the All Star game this year. I can like mm-hmm. take a few days off. There's um there's a lot of factors as to why it's just kind of is what it is currently. It's, yeah. it's just it's not what it used to be. And yet they still draw a lot of numbers. They still get people to watch them. And I think it's just the star power. People still want to see their favorite guy get their due on a big stage, even if it's not going to – I want to see a guy on my favorite team get announced. I want to see the at-bat, even if it's really not going to mean anything, if they're not going to remember it. I, I don't know how they managed to do it, but they still get good ratings for these things, even though the games themselves are absolutely horrendous. If you went into like – a different country and and we're telling everybody about a sport that everyone loves in your country. And then you explain an all-star game to them. They would probably in their mind be like, Oh, that's gotta be the the best one. Yeah. It's like, no, because no one's really trying. No, that's there. They're, and then, but that would probably be like, well, how are they the best players? And, and aren't just, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I guess my <clears> point <throat> I'm getting at fellas, and then I'll let y'all speak on it. I don't think they're they, – they keep trying different stuff and things can be cool or get good press, but I don't think you can fix the competitive problem yeah. when it comes to all-star games in, right. in America. There's too much money on the line for it now. These guys are not going to want to risk that. Yeah, and like particularly in the NFL where, where it's just so common to just get an injury and your season's done, sometimes even yeah. your career is done, I just can't envision an NFL team ever playing hard I'm uh, sorry, an NFL player ever playing hard in the Pro Bowl when that could be their paycheck going out the door if they get hurt. You're going to see too many in, Sean in a, Taylor's sticking Yeah, like hunters. that just won't happen anymore, <laughs> ever again. And I mean, uh, it, it MLB the, and NBA is not exactly the same because it's not as much contact, right? But even like NBA, they're like, oh, I'm not even going to bother playing defense. No one's going to go try to block game. a dunk on Right. Yeah. No one's going to give a hard foul. Like, you don't come in the lane, right. you know, do it again, and, like, it's right, not, exactly. not happening. And then it'll be, I mean, you you won't get spike out slides, but, like, man, Right, right. You're not losing much. Right, right. Which you're is, not, I guess, no, why nobody, you could say... throwing at someone. Yeah. yeah. I was, you know, which because might they be, talk trash. Right, which exactly. might be why you can say the MLB might be the best one, but... I guess in terms of... And I don't watch Does the, the NHL. NHL have an all-star game? Yeah, they do, they do. I've I don't never really watch it. it, but I would. I'm kind of interested to see. Like, I would be curious how now, hard I, they go. If I was an NHL All Star game, I would just be throwing the gloves down with everybody because I feel like that's what they enjoy. I was about to say the same thing about the whole benches clearing situation with the MLB. Like, if, <laughs> like if you got some bad blood with somebody, like how does like are you gonna clear? I would love to see the benches being cleared in an All Star game. Let's see Albert Pujols even just for fun. First punch, no, even would, just for fun, like not would, even really to fight. Never have. I would back love in the day, see pool holes throw like, the first punch. Back in the seventies and eighties, like it, that that right there wouldn't be absurd if somebody was yeah. like, "There's gonna be a like." I wouldn't be surprised if there's a fight tonight. It wouldn't be like that's ridiculous. Like they would, they there was there was a lot on the line, and now it's what's on the line is I, I can't get hurt. Yeah, you know, right, I want to win. It would be My cool. Livelihood. The check will be a little bit bigger if we win, but for the vast majority of these people they're the stars they're the best so like 
it's not like that little extra paycheck uh, or twenty grand more for winning a game is going to make the giant difference and everything else. You know what I mean? Right. Um, anyway, I, I don't think I don't think there's a way to fix it. Uh, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Pat emails. He says, guys, hands down, the best all-star game is the NBA. I love seeing the superstars and watching them dunk. I don't care that they don't play defense. Yeah. Fair enough. I think it's kind of uh, to each their own type of deal. Definitely. The the Giannis, whenever he, uh, the Giannis all-star game, whenever he kept posterizing and going after Steph Curry and Eventually, Steph Curry just laid down and just refused to let him do it again. That's fun. When you get moments like that, it's really cool and it's funny. Yeah, there's like there's like little story. There's like little reality TV storylines within the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're all kind of like yucking it up. Yeah, like, oh, this is cool. And then you see guys like Kawhi on the side on the bench, like not laughing. I don't fit into the system. What am I even doing <laughs> yeah. here? Like, give me an apple. I don't. You know, yeah. This isn't this Give isn't basketball. <laughs> this isn't basketball. Like, what am I watching here? You know. And then they'll put them in. They'll try to make sure everyone gets at least one bucket. Yeah. And then someone else, they'll be like, "Oh, you, you're hot tonight. Let's try to get you the MVP." And then they'll just start feeding a player. And yeah, you know, I, I, I will say they do the 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 one thing that they did at the last Pro Bowl. They did Stephon Diggs and Trayvon Diggs, their brothers. Yeah, that was cool. They lined them up on opposite sides of the field. Trayvon Diggs is a wide receiver. Stephon Diggs is a corner. And uh, come to find out. Stephon Diggs is a way better corner than maybe even Trevon Diggs. <laughs> he was locking he was his brother down. It, it, it's uh, um, like yeah, it's that just was stuff fun to like, watch. It's just stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. it's small storylines within it. Dude, I remember Saints '06 season was a one of the one of the most fun Saints seasons of all time. Right? This was this was dumb coming. They no one thought they'd be good. This was Sean Payton's first year. They go all the way to the NFC Championship game. Um, after that season, I mean, you just won your second playoff game ever. You were a win away from the Super Bowl. I mean, suddenly the the buzz, everything is just sky high. There's all this anticipation. <laughs> that offseason, Reggie Bush hurt his knee playing in a celebrity basketball game for All-Star Weekend, and Drew Brees had his elbow broken in the Pro Bowl and oh, had wow. to like, go get surgery. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get a ton of coverage because it wasn't like career ending or anything. But had it happened like say during the season, he would have missed significant time. Yeah. But you didn't get a ton of press because one, the NFL doesn't want to harp on anyone getting hurt in the Pro Bowl much. Of course. And but I just I'll never forget being there like and and watching both things happen. Like I've just been sitting here watching in fear. It's like a horror movie. I'm like, oh god. Like just don't just get up and then boom the guy like go and it looked like for a second it, it was it was Drew's knee it was his elbow has surgery all this stuff has to rehab go into 07 and um, people don't remember that I do so I when when I'm watching an All Star game if I have like players on the team I root for in it I'm I'm just watching it like kind of in horror like, yeah. Just don't. Just uh, something bad's gonna happen. It's Which just is like there's this ominous music. Is someone behind the, the, the behind the pantry? No. No, there's nothing there. But I was I was really nervous for a that's second. Stone oh, God, that's Stone Cold's music. ESP and Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Brather, Blaze Bro, Nick Sheremy, hanging out. We will get into. Oh God, we got it. MLB's really, really bad. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who in marketing thought it was going to be <laughs> yeah, a, not good a great idea. idea. 
We're going to tell you about that, what happened um, in a Red Sox-Yankees game on a Fox broadcast. SEC media days uh, begin today. Brian Kelly's going to talk later, um, much later today. But um, why SEC media days will have not the fireworks people are hoping. I'll explain that as well. Nick and Blaze may disagree with me. It's all coming your way. We'll be right back after this. Back, 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 way back, way back, 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 way back, 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 way back, way back, 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 way back, way back, way back, 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 going back, 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 way back, 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 way back. Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. the great scott show espn lafayette the best ticket in sports scott pray the blaze bro nick sheremy hanging out with you on this monday we have hit on the open championship cameron smith rory mcelroy we've talked mlb draft mlb all-star week the nba screwing up their calendar going to tell you about the uh, awful idea that major league baseball had over the weekend um was it so bad though it was quite entertaining I mean, are we are we talking about the same thing here? I don't think we're talking about the same. I don't we think we're talking about see. the same. All right, no, Blaze, you go ahead, buddy. What, uh, yeah, what, what do, do you think? think is I, was thinking of the AJ, I was thinking of the AJ Dillon thing. Oh, oh, that was a major league. Baseball. That wasn't major that league was baseball. Just, that was minor league baseball. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that Woof. was that was very. Hey. very hey. I got worried for a second there, Blaze. Oh, okay, well then uh, I'm out of the loop <laughs> here. <laughs> I just set the wipe some sweat off for those who didn't see it, and you could go watch it on the ESPN Lafayette app. To Blaze's point. There was a minor league uh, promotion, and A.J. Dillon of the Packers ran over a mascot of some minor league team, and his Kenosha head, something or other. His head got knocked off, oh not the, the mascot's mask head. Not the, guy's <laughs> not the human head. being's probably real felt head. like it. That poor guy was probably <laughs> sore as hell. I don't know what they pay that mascot, but it ain't enough. No. Uh, no, that was that was funny. I mean, I, Yeah, but that's a story, man. Who, just, who, who can say they've been trucked by A.J. Dillon? A lot of guys in the NFL now. Okay, but you but not in the NFL. <laughs> Outside of college. I'll pass on that story. I'll, I'll, I'll give that honor to somebody else. I don't know if I want AJ Dillon's thighs so in my face. I, <laughs> I, I should probably, I should probably, um, I don't, uh, I'm putting all this on, on Major League Baseball. Fox Sports may have, they may be the ones to blame. I'm not sure. So the Yankees and the Red Sox played 
Saturday evening, and it was on uh, Baseball Night in America's broadcast. So Fox Sports has the game. It's the the old rivalry, you know. I mean, it's a Saturday night Major League Baseball game, regular season. It's not as big as, obviously, a regular season game in football or whatever. But my point is, as far as, like, a national broadcast of a regular season goes, th- I mean, it's Yankees-Red Sox, yeah. and I want to say it's network TV, so it's, it's about as big as it can get. Mm, right. And during the telecast... They had the uh, Yankees and Red Sox logos, and they were going to uh, put it, you know, Baseball Night in America on Fox with the two logos. Now you're in, you're in New York. I mean, there's you can literally put this anywhere, right? I mean, the Empire State Building, the Statue of Liberty, Times Square, Broadway, Broadway, whatever. I don't even anywhere Chinatown, the rip anywhere. you probably there's one place you probably shouldn't put it, and that is the 9/11 memorial. Oh, you probably wow. you probably don't want to splash you see your, your no. graphic like you know, I, and it looks like it's it doesn't look respectful either because aren't the graphics overlaid over the actual memorials themselves? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So oh, the, wow. the actual like square memorials, the graphics are inlaid on top of those. They superimpose their baseball logo over the 9-11 memorial. It, it's not good. Not a good look. The all. names of those who died on 9-11 and the 1993 World Trade Center bombing surrounds these pools at the memorial. Mm. And they just put the logo over these pools and the names but not like, there it is! The 9-11 memorial! It's like baseball night in America. I mean, if if in 05, when the Saints were, if you know, nomads playing everywhere, if they if Fox decided to come and like da 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 and have Cletus running around like the Superdome whenever it had a hole in it and people were like dying in there, you'd probably be like, dude, what the what the play? Like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, and uh, it's just I, I saw on social media a lot of you know, oh man, you know, some kid's gonna get in trouble. It's like that's not. Uh, it's not like some young intern. Yeah, no. So yeah. this went through several people. Like somebody, a group had to approve this. If not, then <laughs> they need to have a few more steps. Yeah. But yeah. Like, what? Are they, what? Are, I just, I, I just want to know the thought process of like, ooh. Yeah. I got, I got, I got just the spot. I know exactly where this. I want to know who, like, what? It was there a committee involved? Who approved this? Who, who looked at this and said, yeah, that's Listen, it. A lot of times people go way overboard, and I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying someone should be fired or canceled or anything like that. But this was one of those things on social media, guys, where when I saw it, I was like, what is this? There needs to and be a conversation. And then I looked and I was like, actually, yeah, that's that's just a really bad idea. It's a really bad it's, idea. It's one of those you should know better yeah. type deals. Like, that, that's not a place where it should common go. Common sense. Yeah, common yeah. sense. Common sense. You know, if you want to show it during a broadcast and speak about it, yeah, Planning the graphic over it, hey, it's baseball night in America, is not, you know, right. the oldest rivalry is here. Okay, that's... Not, uh, There's so many iconic spots in, in New York, too, and just, you got to put it over one of the most somber <laughs> spots. It, it, it was the only place in New York to not put it. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Like, the only place. Is there anywhere else they could have put it that would have been, like, bad or... Inter- no. Could have put it anywhere. 
Yeah. In fact, most places, you, like you put it up there, no one even thinks about it. It's just a graphic. You see the Statue of Liberty. That's it. I Done. Just... Whatever. You're, you're watching the baseball game. But instead, the game went viral for the wrong reasons. Completely and the wrong reasons. I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing? That's just a bad look. It's just a bad look. Speaking of going viral, they, um, the SEC is hoping that something will unfold this week at Media Days that goes viral. They won't say that publicly, but this thing has turned into just shows you the fanaticism of college football, especially in the SEC. And it means more. There's just it just means it just means more. Yeah. Uh, they have all these people that will show up from all over the country, and I don't think any of the coaches are and players will say anything of note that would go viral. Now, if you're a fan of a specific team, you get some quotes. You'll learn something about. The team, Brian Kelly speaking today, it's his first year as the coach at LSU. I'm sure there'll be some – I'm not suggesting media shouldn't be there to the record. They should be. And I'm, I'm sure LSU fans will get some stories and some updates on some players. You think he breaks out the accent? No, no. Family, he'll probably – he might make a little joke about it briefly, but um, he will it, – it, Anyone hoping for Jimbo Saban fireworks? It ain't happening, guys. Yeah, no, they they've hashed that out already. I mean, they're not they're both professionals at the end of the day, I, and I doubt they really they, care at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, they had their little whatever that was beef squander, whatever you want to call it. it. It's it's said and done with. I mean, they're they're not going to keep going I, at each okay. other. So wait, all right, so, Nick, you just said you don't you doubt they care. I don't think they care. Oh, I I think Jimbo cares. Jimbo cares. Oh, I'm sorry about about media day. Oh, they don't care about media day, and therefore they will not be entertaining any of the well, any of the commentary see, about it. Yeah, but I, I think I think a younger coach. I think Saban's been doing it for so long. He probably is just like goes through the motions, right? Right. Um. So SEC media day, you don't have the same comfort level or control when you are in your own facility. And you can just call a press conference like Jimbo did that day, or do your weekly press conference because you know, you know the media there. You kind of you're just more comfortable at the SEC media days. There's a lot more reporters, people you don't know, so you don't want to do anything as a coach that would get you that would rock the boat or do anything of note. You just kind of want to get through it, mm-hmm. give your standard answers, and. You know the, these these schools are going to bring some players. Um, you know I know UL Media Day is next week, Sunbelt Media Day rather. Excuse me. UL will be there. Uh, Andre Jones and Chris Smith will be there. Coach Desimo will be there. You guys will be there. Um, I don't Can't know. Wait, if that's been reported by the way. Smith and Andre Jones. So not that UL fans care about that. I don't know that anyone else yep. does. But those will be the Breaking, players representing. But both of those guys, um, big names country, for UL country, too. country guys. Uh, I, I like both of those guys, but. There's a reason they chose him. There's a reason last year Billy Napier took Max Mitchell and Zion Hill. There's a reason all the players that will be there are there because coaches know they know how to handle the media. They're not going to be shy, right? but they're not going to say anything that's going to be like, what the heck are you thinking? Yeah. You know, if, if anyone, basically if anyone screws up this week, coach or player, it will become viral. Yeah. And if not, like Lane Kiffin's a little bit of a wild card because he 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 does things intentionally that are different than other coaches as far as like saying things. 
But would you guys agree that Lane, even at times, uh, it's usually just kind of like jokes and like, yeah, I'm I'm going to be like a, a, a 21 year old on Twitter, make a little crack here. No one's like taking it serious the way. Whoa, Nick Saban just said they paid for all their players. Yeah. Whoa, Jimbo just came off the top rope. Like, what? The reason yeah. that was so such a big deal is because it was just these two old guys that always kind of just play it coy with the media that were just going at it and saying things they don't normally say. I, I if you have a team in the SEC that you root for, I know there are a lot of LSU fans around here. You'll get some stuff today that you like. If you're a, a, a fan of just college football. And you're hoping for fireworks out of this week. I would, I would not bet that that's going to happen. Yeah, the most thing I can see if if a if a reporter or anybody from the media tries to push it, and I don't think you'll see it like a coach interaction. I just maybe you'll see like a little fireworks from just Jimbo himself if they talk about the video of the recruiter that came out where he's talking to the recruits that are coming to the field. And he says he points to the suites and he says you're getting a lot of money from the people behind those suites. So I can see if maybe somebody tries, especially after what happened after Saban's comments a few, well, few weeks are. ago. Well, they are getting the education. They're getting uh, they're getting all the great things. Yeah, yeah. So it just to see how getting, he handles that. You know, Good answer, Jimbo. All the great people that put money into our program, we're proud of them. We appreciate them. Our players. I want to make sure that they appreciate you know what our athletic fund does for them and their not just their careers here, you know, but but their careers in life and and as young men and what we do and I'll have their backs till the day I die and I love our players and I love Texas A and M. Good answer, Jimbo. That was good, good answer, answer, Jimbo. Jimbo. I mean, that's, that was great, Jimbo. It's, yeah. <laughs> he he's see Jimbo. If Jimbo was just honest, he would just be like, "Yeah, our our players do well with NIL. They do very well. And if you're good and, and you want an NIL deal, you can come to Texas A and M. You'll probably get it, and you'll also get a great college experience and a great education and being a great football program. Still a great family. answer. So you're at least acknowledging, like, yeah, there's there's. Jimbo, it was There's money floating around. It was just his pride. It's yeah, like, you, you don't you don't want to you you have recruited well in your life. You you have won a national championship before, but don't don't act like yeah. Don't act like this isn't. Come on, come I mean, on, yeah. come don't, on. Don't act, don't act like there that, that nil hasn't changed the game. But he even kind of admits that he's like, sure it has, you know. And there does need to be reform. But right now we're just working hard. We, yeah. I'm proud of what we do here at Texas A&M. I'm proud of our young men. I'm like, you call out young men like that, like they're not. They're calling you out. Yeah. Dude. yeah. If we if we need more rules, I'll follow them. Nobody's calling out an uh, an 18, 19 year old for getting money flashing his paid, face yeah. to, to to go to a school. You know, somebody who's probably never seen that type of money ever in his life come his way. I mean, nobody's blaming them. They're blaming um, you. No, we need. We, <laughs> yeah. We need more rules, and when the rules come down, we'll probably ignore them anyway. But <laughs> yeah, you won't say yeah. that that last part. But yeah, but it, well, that's the, but that's the truth, right? It um, it's just. But for it, now, since there's no rules and it's the Wild West, we'll just do it. What are you guys? Uh, is there SEC media days? And uh, Sun Belt media days are next week. Is there anything from these media days that has you excited? Not particularly. Particularly, I am I am interested to to just hear Coach Des for the Cajuns, yeah. just because you know we got used to Napier for so long and he's gone now, and I just want to really see Des kind of take command and take charge and just you know he did that very early on with the uh, the New Orleans Bowl and yeah, you know like- his command. So I just want to kind of see him just be the guy, not necessarily hear anything specific I say, but just see him up there and just be the guy. And now he mm-hmm. is the man in charge of that team. So. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, Louisiana is getting a a, a big um, 
they're getting treated like they had a big downturn with the loss of Napier, and I, 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 I want to see Dez kind of ma- re- reassure people that like he's th- still going to be a. We're on the same standard. And, yeah, we're on the same standard as these Napier teams. Yeah, expect the same like multi- like double digit win seasons consistently because that's what he wants. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we want out of like we we you know the 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 bar has been raised, and I I expect him to come out and say and we're going to raise it even higher. Yeah, that's what I expect. Going to continue to compete for Sunbelt which championships. would definitely excite Just me. Got to have that O line this year. Mm, absolutely, the O line is solid. And here's the other thing: and on the SEC me. side of things, I still don't know. We were talking about this in Rising Grind. I have no idea what LSU is going to look like this year, from a, just from a scheme standpoint. Yeah, it, it's. I doubt we'll get many answers about that, but any hint of something would be. Something. Uh, yeah, Brian Kelly's done media days and media at Notre Dame, so mm-hmm. he's. There's nothing about SEC media day that'll catch him off guard. Of course, um, it, it's it'll be fine, and I'll read about it. And you know, I got friends like Brody Miller and others that you know cover the Tigers and Tim, and I'll I'll read what some of the players have to say and coach has to say, and it it I don't know that it'll be much. I doubt you know, it. I, I read between the lines. I'm not again. I'm not saying don't get excited about it. It's football content. You should be right. Um, there's things I like about it. But I'm just, it's, I feel like, let's look at SEC media days this week. I feel like what they're hoping for is the kind of reality TV you see on reality TV, which is scripted, juicy storylines. What they're going to get is actual reality TV, which is real. <laughs> it would be like, hey, we're going we're gonna to have reality TV show, but we're not going to script anything. We're just going to film mm-hmm. you doing everyday stuff. Like, you're going to have a camera in my face? Well, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to, you know, give you the, the, the status quo here. And that's what we're going to get this week. And if we don't, I'll gladly say I was wrong, and I'll enjoy the hell out of whatever storylines come out of course, of it. yeah. Bring it. Um, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. This is a great Scott show. Blaze Bro and Nick Sheremy are in the house. A Saints list. You know, typically when I see these top ten lists Ooh. online, I, um, I kind of – don't I? I just I, I just move along because mm. you know look there's a, there's a game especially on Twitter it's if you get uh you can get the algorithm up with a lot of replies so sometimes people will put out a top ten it's easy uh, let me let's let's put at favorite burgers from fast food and then all these people are all quote tweeting and then suddenly and now you know your account gets on a lot more timelines so I, I'm I'm usually skeptical of these things and I'm like I don't want to get into this but. Boo Crew Media, who's who's cool? Woo. They they released the Saints one um, yesterday. Favorite ten, favorite, not best, favorite Saints of all time. And it was the summertime. I'm like, okay, I'll appease them. I, I need to, I need to get in on this a little bit. I had a few issues with it, but one thing really stuck out to me about it, and I'll get you guys' perspective, being that we're all a little bit different in terms of age. When we come back. Right after this, it's the great Scott Show, Blaze Bro, Nick Sheremy. I'm Scott Prather on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.
Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. On a Monday, phone lines open, 337-269-1077. We're just hanging out this morning. Talked a good bit about the Open Championship. Rory McIlroy faltering. Cameron Smith asking how many beers he can fit in the claret jug. The pressure of being the chiseler. You missed the first hour. Don't know what reference that is. You should go download the Great Scott Show podcast. We had a lot of fun in hour number one. MLB draft, MLB All-Star Week, the NBA calendar, SEC media days, MLB's awful, or Fox Sports' is awful marketing idea. <laughs> uh, Saints list from Boot Crew Media. I saw oh it yesterday, and I, I, I bit. I bit, fellas. I bit. Let me ask you this, Blaze. When you see top ten lists on social media, do you – do you typically respond or do you do you even like have a reaction? Like- I used to when I was younger, but not since I've gotten older now, like no, because I read some of the comments that like people will put under and it just like makes me sad that I even clicked on the yeah, comments no, in the first you, place. That, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the first <laughs> problem. It makes me sad that I've even clicked on the comments in the first place because it's like there's no there's no like brain function going on in these <laughs> comments at all half the time. So I look at the list, but I, all of the times I don't really respond. I'll just be like, mm, okay. Yeah, like, like I, I think one, Nick, like, 10 most loved Saints of all time, it's specific just to Saints fans. So it's a little different than, like, Braun, MJ, Magic, yeah. Kareem, one gotta go. Like, those are, then they just delve into how is Kobe not on the, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's more of a national thing. It mm-hmm. just gets completely, like, I don't know, kind of hateful quickly. Yeah. One like this, not to say that. I mean, anything on social media could get hateful in the comments section. One like this, I don't know. It's it's at least it's more specific to people that like follow the team, right? Like, if it's something like that, what is what do you do when you see it? Do you roll your eyes? Do you respond? Do you kind of get into it? What's your what's your usual reaction, Nick? My usual reaction when I see a top ten list is if I like if I agree with it, I'll just be like, yeah, and I cool. keep going. If I disagree with it, specifically if I disagree with it greatly, I, I will never make a comment on a on a post like that because I know that they're like you said they're just trying to yeah. pull comments out of you. But I will in my head, or sometimes I'll even go and just like type it down in like a a notepad just to click to get it out of my head of like no, here's how this order. <laughs> and then you'll do a post about it. I like it. Well, now it I will. On the website. This there was you go. before. This is before I, I was working it. at ESPN. I dig it. Um, ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Yeah, Boo Crew Media did the 10 most loved New Orleans Saints of all time. Now, I, I, I will defend them for a moment, even though I quote tweeted them, which I rarely do, and, and put in some, you know, what I disagreed with. I don't look at that list and, like, say, like, this is, they're only trying to get a response. Like, this list is ridiculous. You know, it doesn't have Deuce or it, it doesn't have Drew Brees or he's, like, 10th or 9th you know like it's I didn't get the sense that like they're just they're intentionally doing bad stuff so that they can get the algorithm up what I what I when I look at the list by the way this is what they had 1 through 10 I'll give it to you in order Drew Brees Deuce McAllister Cam Jordan Ricky Jackson Alvin Kamara Marcus Colston Sam Mills Reggie Bush Mark Ingram Willie Rofe when I looked at that list I said this was done by a Saints fan that is probably like in their mid to late twenties. Yep. Yeah. Like it's a young Saints fan who knows the Saints from 06 on, 
maybe a little maybe a little before that maybe but names like Mills and Rofe and Jackson you just know oh that's Hall of Famers and yeah don't patrol and you know and and I'm gonna throw them in there um I can't you know I know a lot of a lot of uh, older Saints fans older than me were like look Archie has to be on there it's not about best it's about favorite he mm-hmm. was by far the fan favorite, the face of the franchise in years where they weren't beloved. He's got to be on there. I I was really young when Archie was finishing his career, so I don't have I don't I mean I I don't disagree with him, but I don't have that. If I was making a top ten list of my favorites, Archie wouldn't be on there. Yeah, it's so what you, really who you grew up right. with, who right. you watched. Now I can speak as somebody who has talked to Saints fans pretty much my whole life, and certainly on this radio station for seventeen years. Like, some of these are not, like, Pierre Thomas, yes, he's my favorite, but he also is an absolute fan favorite. He one of fan yeah. favorite. Like, he, among Saints fans, is more loved than Reggie Bush. Yep, I agree. Reggie Bush was loved in a moment, in a vacuum, and and I, I for the record, I'm, I'm a Reggie Bush fan, but he, there was an expectation level that he didn't meet, yeah. and then some fans were frustrated with him when he played it's more like what he brought just by being drafted to the saints as opposed to what he did on the field yeah people i see a lot of highlights of the 09 playoff game against the cardinals and some cool reggie games but he was not consistently this tour de force for like all five years he was with the franchise willie rofe love willie rofe second to best player in franchise history or third breeze ricky jackson willie rofe is that's kind of Willie Rove played at a time when the Saints were terrible. Mm-hmm. They were awful. Um, he played on one playoff team, the 2000 Saints, who I loved. But, like, it wasn't like when he was and, – and he was an O-lineman. Like, I'm not saying he's not one of the more loved players in Saints history, but top 10? Yeah, like, top 10 is high. Nobody was going around in 95 and 96 – like, I say no one. I mean, I was. But there weren't, like – Thousands upon thousands of Saints fans wearing 77 jerseys talking about him as, <laughs> God, I love Willie Rofe. He's always in these interviews. He's all this. Like, yeah. Kyle Turley was more loved than Willie Rofe. It's funny you mentioned that because I also, I, my dad also had a Willie Rofe jersey growing yeah. up. And so, I, like, I, I one of those it. few people, though. But I, like, think, I think it's just like, I get, I get the sense from this list, young person, well, I need to put him on because he's a Hall of Famer. Let me tell you something. Kyle Turley got drafted. He was braggadocious. He was... In everyone's face, he he always spoke his mind. He said these mm-hmm. off the wall things. He ripped a guy's helmet off because they threw it in the crowd. Got kicked out of a game. People were all chanting. I was there. They were Turley, Turley. Even though he cost them the game, it was sixty eight jerseys were all over the place. Now he came along a little after Willie, and there but there was an overlap there where they were teammates for four years, um, and he was more like than Willie Rofe, like mm-hmm. among the fans, more loved. So Willie's awesome. He doesn't belong in the top ten. No. Reggie doesn't. Um, Morton Anderson, a kicker. People can say whatever they want about him. He was a rock star yeah. when he played for the yeah. Saints. A rock star. They had the Dome Patrol. They were loved. But Morton Anderson was like he had a, 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 a like a sports bar restaurant out in Metairie at the mall, and people would frequent it. He released an awful album. I mean, he he was a guy that was always in interviews. He was always out in the public eye. He was a really big deal. Like, he should probably be on the list. Sammy Knight was 
one of the most beloved Sammy fans Knight is ever, a good pick, man. Ever. And he played at a time. It wasn't like he was there for that long. No. But when he was there, the five years that Sammy Knight was on the Saints, he had more. Like, Reggie Bush was polarizing. Yeah. Sammy Knight wasn't polarizing. He was just loved by every Saints fan. Yeah. Every Saints fan. And so guys like that, a lot of people said, like, how is Steve Gleason not on the list? Gleason, when he played, was liked. When he had the block punt, started to be loved. But a lot of his lore has come post football. Yeah. Um, but but there's no, you know, there's no specific criteria for this top right. ten list. But like those are all names to me, where I'm like, I. And I mean, I think how do you not put some that. of these guys on it? Ingram, yeah. Ingram, I, I, I've, I've kind of been a Mark Ingram stand in a lot of ways. But there's a long period of time where. Saints fans couldn't stand him, and then they grew to love him. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Pierre was loved the whole time he was there. Sammy Knight, the whole time he was there. The guys on the Dome Patrol, all four of them, but Sam Mills and Ricky Jackson are on this list. Marcus Colston, Deuce. Yeah, Colston not being on here. Drew. No, he, he, is. he is. Colston's he is. Oh, he is? number six. Oh, you're right. You know, sorry, the, the other guys on it were loved the entire time they were on there. So, I, I you know, I just looked at the list. I'm like, this feels like someone – like if I made a top ten list, there would probably be some sixty year old Saints fans that are like, "How do you not have Danny Abram? I don't know that they would say that. Because, what, Hilliard, you know, Tom Dim. No, see, Hilliard would be on mine. I okay. love Dalton Hilliard. Was like when I was a kid, he was like my favorite player yeah. in the world. Love Dalton Hilliard. Like, in, but I'm glad you brought him up. He's in the Saints Hall of Fame, right? He has an argument to be on this list because when he played, he played at LSU, late round right. draft pick, Pro Bowler, like. Just a stud that that everyone everyone loved. There wasn't any kind of debate, yeah, over Dalton Hilliard or Sammy Knight or Pierre Thomas. Saints fans were like, "I love just, that guy." No, I think Booker is just smart here because it it you can this could be as individual as anything. Because my list would look drastically different from your list would look drastically different yeah, from your it's, list. It's definitely a generation a generational type thing. Because I would I would almost like if you're just talking about my favorite players like Lance Moore would be one of my guys on my list. Like, I, I loved I yeah. loved Lance Moore, but like the guys that you mentioned, yeah, you're, all those guys are definitely. I feel like you're speaking partially from your point of view and partially from like a, an overarching I, so Saints fan, like the average that's, Saints that's fan. That's what point I'm of view. trying to do. That's yeah. so like when I say Pierre Thomas, I would not if I'm making my own list. Sure, him Pierre Thomas Dalton, is like one <laughs> right, him Dalton Hilliard, but I'm not if I was making a a list like they did top 10 most loved saints of all time i, I mean i would have drew Brees one because it's, yeah that's yeah, what it is. Drew deuce probably would be too yeah cam jordan I, yeah i don't, I don't, I don't know, know. would be in the he 10 would, but he, he would be on the drop. list i don't know that he'd be third you know um but like i i'm looking at it as if what having interacted with saints fans and that's why guys like reggie mark and willie who i love a fan of all of them I don't. I wouldn't have any of those guys on the top ten list because for me, to be on a most loved list, it has to be like a universal, for the most part, among a fan base. We all love this guy. Yeah. Like you, you go to different. You know, the Celtics were in the finals and they showed Dana Barros on. I don't know this the courtside one day and they're like Celtics legend and people were all like kind of making jokes about it. I'm like, that's not a joke. They didn't say NBA legend. They said that that guy, as far as Celtics fans go, and I have some family in Boston and friends there, like he is Celtic lawyer. He is mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah. And so there are certain players, it doesn't necessarily matter how good they were, 
when it comes to how loved they were. Now, you have to be good. You can't stink. Yeah. But you don't have to be the best ever. You know, Michael Thomas might break every Saints receiving record at some point. I don't think he's ever going to be higher on the list than Marcus Colson. Yeah, no. Right. No, everybody loved the quiet, the quiet storm, man. I mean, I feel like he didn't make enough use of that nickname while he had it. Yeah, he's, he, he, but, but he was quiet. But if he did, it would have been an oxymoron. <laughs> <been> a, yeah. <laughs> Eric Martin was another one. Like, he was a Louisiana guy, played at LSU, was a pro bowler for the Saints. Lo- people loved him. It was back in the, you know, the Dalton Hillier days. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't know, man. I, I, I had some fun with it. It didn't, I didn't get like mad, but like I quote tweeted it and then they responded and they're like, well, we don't agree. And I, I, I'm a little older, and I would imagine if you talk to a guy that's followed the Saints for all, you know since '67 and wasn't a kid in '67, but like really followed them closely, has interacted with Saints fans, they would they would probably be the best person to put this together. But I can say that I would have done a better job than Boot Crew Media with respect to them because they got it. They got someone young doing it. Mm. I should have added a little caveat, like since a certain yeah, that's yeah. always the way around it. You know, you put like since 2000. Well, now the list looks pretty different. Right. So who would be, you said Marcus Colson, who would be at the top of your own personal list, Nick? It's Drew. Yeah, it's I would, Drew. I would say the same, Drew. But I, I would like, if it was my personal list, you would have you would have dudes like Michael Lewis on there. Beer man. Yeah, the beer man. He was one of my favorite players growing up, man. One of my absolute favorites. It was him, Deuce, and Sammy Knight from that team, from that those like early 2000s teams. That was like the names I remembered. Sammy Knight, Deuce, Michael Lewis. Um... Stupid, absolutely stupid post, but this is just my, my one of my favorite players. Chris Ivory would be on there. I loved Chris Ivory. I thought he was going to be the truth. He ended up not being the truth, but sure. I, I loved how he, how he played the game. He played violently. Yes. Played I love the Chris Ivory run. I like how it's just like a quick, you know, it's like a quick little stint, and he's on, he's on your own personal list. Dude, it's just because the way he played football, like I'm saying. I loved him when he, he, when he moved to the I didn't he, think he that guy was going to make I, – I was like, he is not going to last – the way he runs, but he he did. He yeah. got yeah. more contracts for more teams, and I was I was happy for him. But a lot of guys that run like that, man. Yeah, but I was like I was like a 10, 12 year old kid when this was happening, and I just saw a dude that ran with the violence of a he ran with the violence of a linebacker. Yeah, but he could make cuts. You know how many how many younger Saints fans would have Tracy Port on the list because of two yeah. plays? You know, yeah. Um, and I I've saw some of the responses to that were like, Tracy Porter, why yeah. is he not on this list? Right. Well, because he's, you know, I mean, he, you see the other names on the list. You're like, all right, come on. It's, yeah. You know, but he was he Yeah, was there's loved. so many people who probably Lance don't know. Lance Moore would definitely be a guy for me. I, I had so much fun yeah, watching Lance, Lance Moore. Was Moore. Watch. He was, his little end he, zone celebrations, he was hilarious. How, yeah. He, I, I like Lance, and he's been on this show multiple times. But, like, I find that he is very much a fan favorite of, People around your age, Not, yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that are like, he was, I, and I remember talking to him like about going to the Saints Hall of Fame. He's like, I, I was surprised. Like, I didn't think I had the kind of career that would warrant that. Uh, but he's like, but you know, for whatever reason, fans were drawn to me and rooted for me, and I think it, I think it helped in that regard. I'm like, it absolutely helped. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely helped. If you had the same numbers but weren't a fan favorite, you wouldn't be. You know. But, yeah. Yeah. It was just fun to watch. Like, and I think his personality, just how he played the game and how he Scrappy. was. Scrappy. Yeah. It was just fun to watch. I don't know. Because like, he wasn't like the biggest. Like, fa- I mean, the Marcus Colson was on those teams, so he definitely wasn't the flashiest guy stat-wise on those teams. Marcus Colson, I mean, his numbers. But I don't know. It was something about Lance Moore. I feel like if you were just on the 09 Saints, 
Yeah, you just, honestly, you eventually be in the I, Saints Hall of Fame. I can pretty <laughs> much going to put everybody in the Saints Hall of Fame. With the exception of like the defensive tackles and the offensive, I was about to ask you some of the offensive linemen. I can name every person. On I was about to ask, are you putting Shockey on that Steel list? The lineman was the I would dude. They could put. They might put him in the Hall of Fame. They they <laughs> no, I know the um, linemen were like very good, but I just the don't best remember in them. Football. Well, you had uh, John Stinchcomb who was a pro. Stinchcomb. You had, Shreve, you had Jari right? Evans who should be in the Hall. of Streif was a backup. You had Jari Evans okay. who should be in the Hall of Fame. You had Jonathan Goodwin, who was a pro bowler. You had Carl Nix, who that season was the best guard in the NFL. Really? Best guard in the NFL. Wow. He was, his his peak was better than Evans, but Evans lasted a lot longer. Right, Evans right, right. was a six-time All-Pro. Yeah. He yeah. should be in the Hall of Fame. No one was arguing he should be on the list because he wasn't a fan favorite. Rofe gets on there because, again, it was someone young that was like, let me put on a Hall of Famer. Sure. Um, and then at left tackle was actually, so you had, you're supposed to have Jamal Brown, who had been a first-team All-Pro in 06, former first-round pick. He goes on IR. I, think I remember before, that. He goes on IR before the season starts. So, Jermon Bushrod, who was going into yes. his third year, yeah. started at left tackle, and he started the entire season, and they won the Super Bowl. Streif would come in, and he would do like the tackle eligible thing sometimes. Yeah, that that was that was the 09 O line. As a as the, a young the D line, you had. Charles Grant, but he got hurt when the playoffs started. Mm. I know we had like Will Smith on there. Will Smith, Bobby McRae, Cedric Ellis, and uh, Remy Adell. Those were your starting D linemen. McRae didn't start during the season, but he started during the playoffs because Grant was on IR. Gotcha. It's funny, Charles Grant, that was his last season with the Saints. It's like a lot of people don't even think about him on the Super Bowl team because he missed the playoffs, but he was on that team and he was, he's one of the more underrated players, I think, in Saints history. He had a good career. Anyway, see, so we're talking about Saints here. Um, got me while, going down this while, rabbit hole. While, while I'm thinking about this, just quick before we move on, who do you think on this current iteration of the Saints team could be on that list in a few years? That's not? That isn't. That's a good question. You guys have an answer? I saw some comments saying Tyron Matthew. It depends let's, on how long he stays. Depends on how long he stays. Yeah. Come on, give me a break. He hasn't played. Yeah. Same thing with Jarvis Linger, that's, Landry. That's just those, people are the same because Homer stuff. Those are like, people totally caught yeah. up in the moment. Right. They, I was going to say people would turn on him in a second if they play bad. So, I was going to say exactly. You got to earn it, man. Yeah, that's why I was going to say Demario Davis. Yes. Yeah, I yes. was, I'm so he doesn't get enough credit around like nationally. No, he's around the, most, the league. one of the most underrated players. And assuming he doesn't fall apart for some reason, I also think CJ might be on that list at some point. Yeah, yeah. He is fun. He's yeah, just yeah. The attitude, the attitude matches play. that city and matches. Yeah, I think I think Demario's got a better chance than CD Deuce one because sure. by nature, if CD gets burnt, which he will at times, fans will turn on him quick. Sure. And two, if he ever ends up going to another team, you know he's going to talk trash about the Saints. Yeah. So just because yeah. it's going to work. Gotta, yeah. Right now, yeah, Davis. No, Davis. Absolutely. Demario Davis is going to end up on that. Absolutely, list. could be on that list. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's... On the offensive side of the ball, Taysom, maybe, but people are really kind of finicky not, about Taysom because he can't hold on to the football. Not, not top 10 all time. Yeah. yeah. Not top 10 all time, no. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. No. I don't know. Look, Saints, an interesting Saints made a run and won the Super Bowl, then there'll be a bunch of arguments, sure. and then they'll put sure. half the team in the Saints Hall of Fame. But um, it's funny, you go in the Saints Hall of Fame, and there's so many that's like, this guy was, he was good, but he wasn't as good as that guy. Right. But... Hey man, the fans loved him. They remember him. They know him. You know, you you. When I meet Saints fans, I can tell pretty quick either how old they are or when they became a fan or how big of a fan they are. Yeah, you start talking and you out yourself pretty quick with some of the takes. But um, 
It's fun, man. I enjoy it. Anyway, I I appeased that list and wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it. And um, there is no perfect list. So that's why those things are great. There is no perfect list, but there are plenty of bad lists. Yes. Can we agree on that? Yeah, plenty. Plenty of bad lists. (laughs) Most certainly. ESPN Live, you had the best ticket in sports. I like that. Um, Demario Davis. I guess that would be, that would probably be it. He's so, dude, he's so good. The the fact that he did not make a Pro Bowl last year. I absolutely. Well, he's never made a Pro Bowl, but he's been all pro multiple times. Yeah. Same thing with Ryan Ramchek. Yeah. Whenever you're a first team all pro or even a second team all pro, that's, that's much harder to be than a Pro Bowler. Yeah. Less spots. It's more prestigious. It should mean a lot more when it comes to, you know, Hall of Fame discussion. Not that either of those guys are. I mean, maybe Ranchek could go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's young. I don't think Davis is, but uh, Saints Hall of Fame, sure. Pro football, no. But like all pro, not a pro bowler. That's, you know, it, there, there's different. I, the, the Davis thing is an interesting one because he does seem to be pretty well liked in the league. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's a matter of guys just aren't like. Like Kyle Turley, I know I brought him up earlier. I mean, again, Beloved when he played by Saints fans. He um he was an all pro several times, never went to a Pro Bowl because the other coaches and players on other teams all hated him. I mean, they didn't like that guy at all. Because he, you know, he talked trash, he played dirty. They were like, I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. can't stand this guy. But who loved him? Saints fans. That I feel like th- those are the best kind of players, though. The players that only you love on on your team, or that if he was on someone else's team, you'd hate him. Those are yeah. the type of players that you like, uh, uh, or me particularly as a person, like those kind of players because that kind of heat. I, I'm I'm a big fan of attitude. I think anyone who plays with a strong attitude, they tend to play better and they tend to play with. Uh, they tend to be more successful because they can get people. In the video game world, they called it tilted, but ticked yeah, off. We're getting we're getting tilted. Yeah, got me t- my kid got me tilted the other day. He started playing a game with me. And he wanted to beat me. I hadn't even played it. It was like. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Oh yeah, it's the, oh, wow. it's the Nickelodeon, played it. Nickelodeon version of Super Smash and he Brothers. Like, he like beat me a few rounds with some character, and then I got a new one. And I had to. There you go. You just had, had to find your guy. I, I had to figure out like how to jump. I was like, <laughs> who was your guy? <laughs> I must ask the question. I think I got uh, Cat Dog. Yeah. Cat Dog. Oh, really? Wow. Cat he dog. gave me he gave me like Powdered Toast Man first. Powdered Toast Man wasn't Come on. working, and then I got Cat Dog. I'm like, okay, I can mess with. It. I can I can beat him. I can I do Cat it. Dog. I got it. Cool. Um. Shoot, there's one other thing I wanted to hit on before we went into a break. ESPN Lafayette had the best ticket in sports. The thought is gone. Sorry. Cat we, dog we, then took cat, it over. Yep, we gone cat forever. dogged it right out of your brain. It's gone forever. Tilted. That's funny. Um, oh, this is it. When we're talking about being a, a beloved player in sports for a franchise, not nationally, but, but locally for a franchise, for a fan base, mm. there's another thing that comes into play. If... And and that is the expectation level when you are there. So if you're a giant free agent signing or if they give you a ton of money or if you're a high draft pick, it's going to be hard. Now, you can be a Ricky Jackson or a Cam Jordan or a Deuce, all first-round picks, all by the Saints, all beloved, spent their whole – well, Ricky didn't spend his whole career with the Saints, spent most of it. But, you know, uh, tons of years with the Saints – you can also be a first-round pick, and even though guys like Ingram and Bush are on this list, and I don't think they should be, the expectation level can hurt you 
But if you don't have an expectation level, all you can go is up. Yeah. Because there's no bar set. Part of Marcus Colston's allure and why he's beloved is, one, he got there in 06. What was it? Six-round draft pick out of Hofstra? Seventh-round pick, pick compensatory pick, third-to-last pick in the draft. Saints had nothing at receiver going into the season. Nothing. Everyone remembers, oh, Yahoo had him listed as a tight end, and you know I got to use him at tight end in my fantasy league. Like People still talk about it to this day, you know, 16 years later, as stuff of legend. Pierre Thomas, UDFA, right? There was... If if Reggie Bush wasn't Reggie Bush, then you know he's probably just looked at as man. That was a fun player that was there for a little while. The expectation yeah. level was through the roof. He yeah. probably looked at the same way we look at Chris Ivory. Uh, maybe the way you look at him. Yeah. Right? Yes, but d- maybe. Yeah, maybe. the same way I look it, at Chris maybe Ivory. So, but like, you know, it's or like the same Drew, way we look at Darren Sproles. The, the, the truth is, Drew Brees wasn't. You know, there were people that weren't crazy about the signing. What are you doing signing an injured quarterback? Yeah. You need to go draft Matt Leinert or Vince Young. I mean, that was... <laughs> Could you imagine? Laugh, <laughs> laugh it up. That was that was the discussion. Matt Leinert. It's just so funny that to look was back. The discu- in, in fact, that was who Sean Payton had his eyes set on, on uh, you know, possibly Matt Leinert or trading for uh, a backup in Dallas named Tony Romo. Like, that oh, was... Wow. That was kind of, and then they, you know. My skin just crawled. They, just yeah. That was it, man. <laughs> now, Romo would have been better than Leonard, I tell you that. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you know. They, I think they we end probably would have loved Romo. They ended up going Romo, the Breeze yeah. route. But Breeze, you know, he had one great season in San Diego, and then he had three mediocre to below average ones. It, mm. And and his his shoulder was shot. Like, there was not this expectation level of you have to be great. Um you know, as as beloved as Cam Jordan is now, there were some years where folks were frustrated or, or he needs to do more, he needs to do that. People still think he doesn't get enough sacks, and it blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, but... I, By people, he means he means Mr. Lyndon Burden. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Hater. Uh, so, you know, that part of it, you can be a first overall pick, be great. And I mean, Peyton Manning, Colts, I know he won a, also won a Super Bowl with Denver, but like he's... Colts royalty forever will always be their favorite, no matter what. More than Johnny Unitas, all this stuff. Like, lived up to the, surpassed the expectations. But in a lot of cases, it's like you you get to be this person that far surpasses a bar that wasn't set, and you connect with the fan base in the city. You, I mean, Herb Jones is beloved by Pel- tons of Herb Jones jerseys. Yeah. Pelicans play in games, mm-hmm. playoff games. Part of that's being a second round pick. Jose Alvarado, it's like, and that's just their first year. Yeah. But it'll always be this thing connected to them as, man, nobody was expecting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you play great. And that helps you if you're talking about these kind of lists, big time. Yeah. Can I can I quick ask you a question? Because I never I would have never gotten to hear this from you the first time. What was your first thought when the Saints signed your reason in 2006? I was I was kind of meh. I wasn't Jay Walker. Jake, I remember Jake came on the radio and he said, "What the hell are the Saints thinking? Signing mm. an injured quarterback? This is this is a giant mistake." And you know, we still joke about it today. It's like we talk about some of our worst takes ever. They had a pretty awful take a few years ago. I was like, "Patrick Mahomes ain't going to be good." Like, what are they doing taking a Big Twelve quarterback? I'm so glad the Saints didn't do that. You know, and it's like I look pretty dumb now. I mean, yeah. he's the best player in the world. But um, no, I was just kind of like, eh. You know, Vince Young had just come off that Rose Bowl, one of the greatest college football games mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, he, you know, Matt Leinard was a good college quarterback. And so 
you had kind of seen Drew Brees a little bit and you had seen, you know, you knew that he had a serious injury. So like, I wasn't like, no, first of all, no one knew he was going to, you know, break the all time passing yards record, which Tom Brady would then break, you know, in the Touchdowns year 2022. But yeah, no one foresaw a first ballot hall of fame. Yeah. Like no one did not even no, sure. the saints. Um, but my reaction was kind of, I was kind of like, I was like, you know, I could take it or leave it. Like, had they had they not signed him and like drafted one of those guys, it would have been bad. But like, I would I wouldn't have been saying like, man, they should have really gone after Drew Brees. Yeah. It was just like, I was just mad about it. And of course, the Saints' the expectation level was so low at that point in time. It's kind of like, what are they going to look like next year? They're not going to compete. So are they going to be the they New might Orleans as well. They year. might as well, you know, get somebody they can develop. Um, I wouldn't have been opposed to that. But then they were competitive that year. Think about 06, though. Like, Breeze was good. Um, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. But, like, it wasn't one of his best things. I was going to say, he wasn't a world beater in 06. It's crazy, too. Like, I think he was – it might be the only year he was a first-team AP All-Pro, which is crazy because, like, as far as his best seasons with the Saints go, it's not, yeah. not even top five. Oh, no. It just 2011, 2016. But going back to that expectation level thing, it's it's the the media feels it. Like a lot of times when you look at a coach of the year, they don't do this with MVPs. They do this with coaches of the year in every sport. The media usually gives it to a coach that what is on a team that no one thought would be good, and yeah. then they're good that year. Yeah. yeah, unless the team goes like sixteen and zero or seventeen or whatever. Like. The majority of the time, and I think that's why in the NBA, so many coaches of the years get fired a few years after. They, yeah. they come in, they surpass all expectations, then there's a target Brad, on the Brad back. Brad Stevens and, happened? Did that happen to Brad Stevens? Well, he didn't get fired. Year? He kind of he kind of just left? He, well, no, he, he moved to a front office role. Oh, okay. Um, but it has happened. Just Google it. NBA coach of the year is fired because that's funny. you could say, well, at some point everyone gets fired. But no, it was a string of like, oh, no, this is the kiss of death. You're going to be fired like real soon with this award. <laughs> But it's it's just always there, right? NFL that, was what Sean was it Sean McVay this year? Was he coach of the year? Um, I don't think so. Or Cliff? I don't. No, no, it wasn't Cliff. Cliff. It wasn't Cliff. Who was the coach of the year in the NFL this year? I'm not sure. Was it? Uh, was it the AP what? coach of the year? Most recent coach of the year is Mike Vrabel. Okay, there you go. Hmm. Hard. See, that, that, yeah, that is. Man, it's funny you just mentioned it as somebody you wouldn't expect because I, I don't know why Mike Vrabel was not <laughs> on the top of my list. No. wasn't even on my mind. He wasn't nowhere the near time, my mind. Were they? they were the one seed in the yeah. AFC. Yeah, the one seed in the AFC. And yeah. they probably, I mean, they, they were one and done. They actually got a bye, then they lost. Um, but they people thought Tennessee would be good. I didn't think they would be one seed. Are you kidding? No, I thought they'd have neither. trouble making the playoffs. So. Good team, surpassed expectations, <laughs> just, just coach of the year. Very funny. And we you, couldn't even remember who it yeah, was. Mike Vrabel. I, yeah, I was, wow. I thought, I don't know why I thought Sean McVay. I was gung-ho on that. That's it for the great Scott Show. Blaze, bro, and Nick Sheremy. Guys, thanks for hanging out, man. Let's Woo. let's do another segment at some point this week. Y'all game? Yeah, yes, I'm all about it, man. Anytime all right. Want. Coming up tomorrow. It's been a month since I've had him on. Jay Walker will be in studio with me in the 8 o'clock hour. A couple of raging Cajuns who have some NIL deals. Dante Fleming, wide receiver, outside linebacker Andre Jones, will be on the show. Later this week, Ryan Leaf will be on the show. i got a great, great shows for you all week long. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. 
Stay tuned. The Dan Patrick Show is next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. We need a bit more. Go and get a Joe Lynn. Right.